0: Is a lot of construction, but they're building the building is there to so. And here the sound is the sound of, I don't know what, it's the, it's, what's the sound, but inside the yeshiva, there's the sound of Tarabah Hashem. So, so I want to talk to you a little bit. I feel better. I think before I left, I was supposed to come here. That was the, the last, the last schmooze to, before I left, and I, I'm glad that I am able to begin over here. So, You would have seen we had the Nasifah last week in Yushalayim with the guys from the yeshivas, uh, six, seven hundred guys in uh, in Shraga. And if you saw it, <laughs> uh, the Rotson, too. The strike, of course, is unbelievable. Machesham is the times that were are living in. That, that there's so much darkness, but at the same time there's really an unbelievable amount of light. So let me talk a little bit about that. We're entering into the into the time of of Adam Arv Nesimcha, and and we have this to have the hashroah of Pasha Shkolem of this time of Shkolem. <laughs> the Mishnah says at the beginning of Shkolem, of Shkolem is beachad Mashmin that this time of the year mashmin it's not just the little zeichah that we do and, uh, by Tanis Esther but mashmin that we're able to hear what the shqalm are telling us we're able to hear what the Skalam are telling us what the Indian of Mahsa Shekel is in our void what that means and Chazal revealed in the Tanchuma an amazing thing. Chazal revealed (laughs) to us that Moshe Rabbeinu was very, very worried what's going to be with us after he died, what's going to be with us. Saf Kalsaf, Moshe Rabbeinu knew that he was the one, more than anybody, that had the ability to lift us up. He was our Rebbe. He, he brought us to that place that nobody else could. And Maish Rabbeinu was worried what was going to be after he died. Who's going to help a Jew stand up tall to be proud? Who's going to remember him? Not because of his covenant, Maish Rabbeinu. But who's going to remember what he did for us, his ability to help us be proud Jews. So the Medras Tanchuma says, Kisis <speaking in Hebrew> says, Rosh ben Yisrael, Kisis says, Rosh ben Yisrael, Chayacha, the Medras says, Kishem sha'at the Omeret Akshav and Oisel Hampash is scrolling, <in> Bata <Hebrew> Zoikhayf es Rosham. That said to the time is coming for you to leave the world. But Kisisa is written in the future tense, right? Kisisa is Vaishnava. Which means that the same way that now, while you're in the world, through the mitzvah of Mahaksa Shekel, you lift up their heads, you lift them up. <laughs> so too, each and every year, when you read this parasha this parasha when it comes up shkolim, what we're in now this time. Kilo Means it's kilo. If we close our eyes. Marisha Rabbeinu is standing, Marisha Rabbeinu is standing by each and every one of us, and Kisi says, Raishva and he lifts up each and every one of our heads. Marisha Rabbeinu lifts up our heads. We need to understand. I mean, it's a very nice thing, Masa Shekel, and what it was used for primarily for the Korbanas Sibur at the time, then for the Mishkan, the Adanim, and so on. But, but what is the Indian of the Massa shackle that Moshe was able through the mitzvah of the Massa shackle the Nesiyas HaRosh, Kisis HaRosh M'Yisrael. Many, many people walk with their heads down, for different reasons. And that somehow, at the Zaykif HaSrosh, this time of the year a Jew is able to have as a Kifas HaReish, Kisisa HaReish And was there with us, lifting up our heads. How? What does that mean? That's Aleph. Beis, you all know, that that Haman HaRasha also had a fascination and interest with scholars. And the Gemara tells us that Golu of if that the Binyan Shlom knew very, very well, she'asid Haman al Yisrael, that there was going to be a time in the future where Haman was going to gather together to make a big withdrawal from his bank account at Shkalem in order to buy the juice From Agassweis. For the purpose of La Hashman Laharugala abe in order to kill us. Therefore, in order to preempt the future genocide that was intended by Haman through his that he, he that he spent a fortune of his money to buy the Jews. Through the through the years, different rishonim. There was money to buy the Jews. <coughs> he sold Jews, bought Jews. So Haman was buying the right from Achashverosh to to kill every Jew And all those one hundred twenty seven medinas. So Achashverosh gave the mitzvah of marzah shakel. Lahaktim Shkaleh and Lishkala, so that our Machsah Shekel, our mitzvah, bringing the Shekel, the Hefe Shekel at this time of the year, our remember, our remembering it, our is able to preempt the Shkolim of, of Haman. Again, how does this little coin accomplish all of this? Aleph, Zakifas Araish, Kisisas Reishmani, so. Brings us back with Moshua Abayna. <coughs> all of the mitzvahs of the Torah, Hashem doesn't say not till, not Shabbos. Hashem says, Kisi says, b'nei Yisrael kudaya. the mitzvah of Machsashach. Strange. There are, a lot of, there are a lot of bigger mitzvahs than this. We're not even able to keep it now. We have only a zeich. And somehow that through this mitzvah, that you and I have the ability, we have the ability, we're we're empowered to fight against whatever Amalek means in our lives. Amalek means many things. We're not going to go into that right now. But we have the ability through this mitzvah (coughs) to be able to offset, to preempt. Not to get into a, a fight with Amalek, you know what was so geschmack about the Six-Day War? You weren't born yet. What was the most geschmack thing about the Six-Day War, I remember the excitement, I remember the fear and the excitement of the time, was that every single Egyptian plane was was destroyed before it took off. That was gishmak. It wasn't that there was a Muhammad. There was also a Muhammad. But the whole Egyptian air force, it's a, how that happened in the whole analysis and the whole story of how, of how the Jews. Look about that. Every single, every single Egyptian plane was destroyed. It was that. It was the war was finished before it started. Hiktim shkalayim l'shkalov means that once you're already in the war with a it's very bitter. Once you're in the war with a like Lamosa you have with the with the technology. So they have all kinds of hamsa'ot to try to fight against the technology. With the filters, and you can have a buddy system, and whatever, I don't know. You have you have the Chavetz Chaim on your screen when you turn it on. I don't know what you do. You have a picture of the Babasali, this rather, whatever. There are all kinds of hamsa'ot, like how to fight the war. But wouldn't it be nice if there was like a preemptive strike like, you could hit Amalek on the ground. You could hit You could hit this stuff, like, before it takes off. Because, you know, once it gets into your head, then, you, then you're ready. All right, you're fighting, you yeah. filters, all this stuff. You know, it's a milchama. I don't have to tell you, it's a milchama. It's a, it's a horrible milchama. There must be a way to preempt, like, to destroy Amalek's air force before it takes off. That's a Cheshavah that was the the most geschmack thing about the six day (coughs) war when that happened how Jews felt you were already no you were how we felt at that time when when that happened with the screaming that was going on in Shul it it was going crazy the whole time was the time of Nisim and the flows but but when we heard about how that that the Egyptians were crushed they couldn't even take off everything was destroyed so there's no moham it's ice moham no, So somehow, again, through this funny little mitzvah, there's this koach of lahaktim to preempt that our our are able to preempt the schkalim of Haman. Also, there's a chazal that say that Haman heard that we were Eisik and Inyed. The sugya once one, one of the gears is the Waisig and Hatsugi give Masa Shekel. But it's clear that somehow, <coughs> somehow through this, half a shekel, there's, there's this preemptive strike and Amalek is hit on the ground. There's no Mulchama. Not like all of us that we have. We're in a Mulchama and sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. And we're going out of our kalem trying to win the Mulchama. And you know, you know, it's it's two o'clock in the morning and, the, and nobody's around you and you, you know how to press this button to get past this thing and to go to that thing and and you've done it before but you haven't done it for the last three weeks now <coughs> there's a Muhammad once you're in the Muhammad there's a strong chance that, you, that you're going to lose the enemy is strong it's very hard to win how do you preempt it If we would know the secret to preempting the Mu'ama, life would be a lot better. No one wants to lose the war. Every single one of you wants to win the war. No one wants to lose the war. I Occasionally, you lose a battle, right? All of us do. It's a bad day. Whatever. You lose a battle. Nobody, nobody wants to lose the war. N- none of you wants to lose the war. Myself, Rebbe, nobody here wants to lose the war. You sometimes get messed up in a lousy a day in a battle. But no one wants to lose the war. It's hard. If there was a way to destroy the Amalek's air force before it takes off, that's the shot. And Chazal tell us, in this message, Chazal say, in the Gemara, Chazal say, yeah, master shackles. What are you talking about? I put, a, I, I mean, I put a cord in the pushcode, that's it. I take some money out and I give you half a shackle. Let's enter into the world of the Maharal. The Maharal. Maharal is, every word in the Maharal is, <coughs> is It's the deepest, deepest secrets of Torah, but it's written in a way of Nigla. It's written in a way that's not the language of Panimiyas. It's the language of Nigla, of the revealed Torah. But every word in the Maharal is, <coughs> is <coughs> at Torah. The Maharal talks about this Indian of the Shekel HaKaidish. In a number of places. <coughs> when I was younger, in Israel, the currency was not known as shekel; it was called liras. Liras. I well, used to say on it liras, saw. and they changed it to shekel Hodis. The currency of the Jewish people was, and now it's called once again, shkol. That word shekel, the word shekel, the moral teaches us, comes from the word mishkal. You understand, because it's a certain amount that's weighed. That's how they used to, that's how gold and silver, right? In in ancient times, it was weight. Has to do with weight. The morale has a whole tie on this. Mishkal means shekel. Mishkal means when something has weight. It has weight. How do you say in, in Hebrew in Lashon Kodesh? What's the word for something to say that it that it's heavy? Kaveid. Chav beis right? Kaved. Vide Moshe kavedim. just in Parshas b'shal Viday Moshe kavedim. Moshe Avinu's arms were were heavy. so iron and chur, right? They had to lift up. Vide Moshe kavedim. In the word kaved, heavy. You don't have to be an expert in Lashon Kodesh to hear that the word kaved. Is the source, is the shirush, is the root of what word? covid Covot. Covot. Respect. covid <coughs> means more than respect, but in English that's I guess the best you could do. Kavod. When the Novi Yeshaya saw what was going to be at the end of time. He says in he says in Pergimel, Yirhavu hanar bazokein v'hanikla banichbad. In simple English. <coughs> the Novi Yeshayah said, the time is going to come where there are going to be young people, young people, who are going to be treating with terrible disrespect your Haru Anar are going to be treating old people with tremendous disrespect. Nikla And people who are called Niklam, <coughs> Niklam is a word of Eloshna from Lushna of Kal. Kal is the opposite of Kaved. Kaved means something which is heavy, it has weight. Nikla is Lashon of Kal, light. Like, even in English, they say somebody's a lightweight. The nikla is going to be disrespectful to the nikhbad. When the Novi Yeshayah saw what's going to be at the end of time, that's our times, he said, You're going to see, there's going to come a time where young people and people who are kalim, hanikla ba are going to be mechutzev, unbelievable chutzpah, they're going to show to people who are nikhbadim, to elderly people who are nikhbadim. I remember how upset my father got. He should be healthy and well. When around 35, 40 years ago, maybe, something like that, there was a shul in our neighborhood where they opened up a minion that was called the Young Marriage Minion. And my father said, What does that mean? was a special minion. He said, There used to be like a minion for the shoemakers, for the tailors, because they the ones that started the minion. They were a chevre, they started the minion. But what does it mean to have a young marriage menu? It means that really old people are not welcome to the No one's going to say, get out of here if an <coughs> old man shows up. But it's understood. that so we want to be with our chavah, right? We like to dive in with your chaver, isn't it true? You don't, want some, you don't want some old guy that takes him half an hour to go up to the Torah to get an Or well, Certainly not to get up there to dive in for the arm, but some old guy. You want a cool guy, a young guy, right? You want another cow just like you. You want another light way to get up to? You don't want an an old guy. All the descriptions of the end of time that older people are going to be. (laughs) (laughs) Hanikla b'anechba. The Nabi Yishai says that this is what's going to be at the end of time. Hanikla doesn't only mean so many... Light and heavy (coughs) over here means... doesn't have to necessarily do with age, of course. Because you could have an old person that's a cow. You could have a young person that's nikhbad. It means a person of weight. Covid, a person who is nikhbad, who is worthy of respect, it's because yesh lo It's because he takes life seriously, it's because his words have weight. His feelings, even his expressions, are nechbadim because they're kvedim. Targum translates always. Yidem Moshe kvedim. Targum Unkel says. Targum says. Yidem kvedim. Kvedim is also yakiran. What does the word yakar mean? Precious, precious. dear, something very precious. Yakar. Hayhudim hayes to arav is simcha v'salsun Yakar. Yakar means when something is very dear Something very precious And in Esh in modern day Hebrew And not just, even in ancient times The word yakar also means when something is very expensive (coughs) Something is expensive Meaning it has a lot of worth It has value So the word shekel Is in the word mishkal The moral says Something that has weight Mishkal It has weight it's kaved, it's nechbad, nechbad means it's yakar, it's precious it's important it's choshev, it's dear it has kavedus, it has value the opposite of kaved the opposite of shekel, of mishkal is something is kal, it's light how do you say when something in, in, in Eretz how do you how do you say that something is cheap? What's the word for cheap? Zol. zol. Everything, every is super zol. Zol means cheap. <coughs> zol is the word. Lazalzel. Zilsel. What does that mean? How do you say in English? Lazalzel. Dis- disgrace. Oh, disgrace. disgrace, degrade, it's degrading, disgusting. Lazalzo. Z- cheap. Zol. L'zalzel. We see in Tanakh, also in Yeshayah and Parichaz, that there's a word, zalzalam. A zalzal means a twig that breaks very easily and it, the wind comes and blows it away. It doesn't have any chashivas. a zalzal means something which is zal, something which is mizulzal. It's the opposite of nechbad you following, guys? It's the opposite of Nechbat. Something that has value, that's expensive, that's dear, that's precious, that's important. It weighs a lot. It weighs a lot. When there's somebody <coughs> who you respect a lot, and that person says something to you, it's important to you. If a little boy goes running, if a five-year-old boy goes running over to you and he says, you're, you're stupid and you're ugly, you don't get upset about that unless you're, unless you're a shaita. You don't get upset about that. Why? There's a, there's a little kid, He's nothing in my eyes. He's a little child. So he says, you're stupid. You're ugly. But if the Sklana Rebbe would say, God forbid such a thing to you, you know, I think you're stupid. Well, you know how, <coughs> you know how many people there are in the world that they're never, ever, ever able to be happy because, because their father once told them that you're stupid? Because the Rebbe once said, you're stupid. Because there was somebody that was nichbad in his eyes, and called him an idiot, and for the rest of his life, he's nothing. Mahmish nothing. Zal, 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 zal. Because somebody, who he was ma'arich, who he was mechabait, knocked him down. If a child tells you that you know about it, you know, an Irish guy, what do I care? <coughs> The president of the United States would tell you that you're that you're nobody. That would upset you. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm happy he did, he's doing a lot of nice things, and I respect him for that. But he's a a Khal, You understand? He's, a, he's a, an adam, and it's not so happy because I respect the office of the president. But he's a mizul zal. You understand? He's a zalzo. He's a lightweight. I'm I'm happy that he won not not the machshai. You understand? But <laughs> but but he but he's a. But he, Sof-sof. I hope I didn't insult anybody but he's a, he, he's, a, a he's a he's a twig he's a lightweight he's a lightweight and if he would tell you a sharp word then you wouldn't get upset but if your Rebbe would say to you something that hurts Ooh. it stings. why? because because your Rebbe is somebody that's a person. He, he has weight his words <coughs> have value to you it's important to you you him. you value him and therefore it hurts. That's why parents are the most precious people in our lives. They're yikarim, but that's exactly why they can cause such damage. They can cause unbelievable damage. And because your parent is so kaved, and because he's so yikar, your father, your mother, therefore, they can lift you to the highest place, kisi says b'nei to the highest place, but they can take you mamish, mamish, they can break you into a million pieces because... It was in your eyes, especially the little boy's eyes. I, me- I remember that when I was a kid, there was a baseball player. I was always a Yankee fan when I was a kid. And my favorite player, I don't know if you heard of him, was a guy called Mickey Mantle. I was a mom with him. I had pictures all over my room. <clears throat> and I got a—I a, got a thing with it, number seven, seven on it, it was... They used to have Mayor's Trophy game. That's when there was American League nationally. I don't know if they still have, but it used to be the Yankees would play the Mets. It was just a, it was an exhibition game, and and I would go to because I lived in Queens. I would go to Shea Stadium. It's not called Shea Stadium anymore, but I would go to the Mets, and I would wear ma- the Mantle shirt, and people used to throw the beer cans at me, and, and I was sorry for it because of Mickey, you know, My mom was sure, Mickey Mantle, and my father came in. He said, my father used to say to me what do you have over here hanging in your room pictures of a guy? So he said, what do you have? What is this? My father's from the old country. I said, why don't you hang a picture of Moshe Feinstein? I said, hang a picture of the Lubavitch. You have pictures here of, of this guy. is a nobody, a shik. And I got very insulted. I'd say, I would say to my father, Mickey Mantle's the greatest switch hitter who ever lived. <laughs> my father doesn't know what it means to hit. it' not switch <laughs> and I said he hit 565 feet off the, score, off the scoreboard if it wouldn't have been for the scoreboard it would have been who knows a thousand so my father said so he's he tell me he's a guy that he knows how to hit, take a stick holes means a piece of wood and he's able to hit a ball and for this you hang his picture on the wall and I remember my father said to me that if he wouldn't be a famous ball player he'd probably be Hanging in jail somewhere. And I was very angry, my father said, about Mickey Mantle, such a lotion. And then some years later, many years later, there was another Yankee by the name of Jim Bouton. He wrote a book called Bull Four. It's all before you were born. And in that book, this angry Yankee, because he, he was fired from the team, this, this guy Bouton, he wrote a book telling the truth about the Yankees. It turns out that Mickey Mantle was mamish. The lowest of the low. Drunk, a womanizer, cheated on his wife. He died, a very young man, because his liver was ruined from drinking. And when he was going to party, and his wife, he left his wife, whatever, the lowest things. For a little boy in New York who was a Yankee fan to hear that Mickey Mantle, instead of being a hero, is a zalzal, it was a very hard thing. And and I tried to deny it for a while. I said, nah, Bowden is lying. It's not true. He's bitter because they fired him. I don't know. He, it, was, it was much worse than that. Much worse. And you know, it's hard because you, you look up to certain people and the worst thing is when there's someone that you look up to and you thought he was an echbad and it turns out to be that he's up You know what happens to kids when God forbid there's somebody that they looked up to that molests a child. Most of the molestations, statistics shall take place within families. You know that people that the kid trusts, not strangers. Most of the molestations, Hashem Shamirach are at the hands of people who the kid looked up to. An uncle, a, f- a father, a Rebbe. Most of those molestations are not from strangers. <coughs> the kid's room His life is room. Because the one who is mechabed most, who is nichbad, who was a shekel al who had weight and importance in his life, It's nothing. Not only is nothing, but treated him like a piece of dirt. A wife marries a guy; she's mechab the guy. She she looks up to him. She respects him. The guy turns out to treat her like dirt. Hashem Yerachem The person who she respected, she finds on his phone pornography. I told you straight—we're not babies. This wife finds on her phone, she she thought her husband's in Mechubat, he lanes in shul, he goes to the Tafyomi, he's a good father, he's a great guy. By mistake, he left the wrong phone, he has two phones, he left this phone. The wife innocently just wanted to check something, she goes on the phone, something comes up, it's a scary looking word on the phone, she's afraid to, (coughs) to touch what it's, she touches it there and comes up a picture. She's finished. What happened to my Shekel Khardish? He had so much weight in my eyes, you understand? I was Mechabed. I treat him with COVID. I look up to him. <coughs> He's cheap. And she feels like a piece of dirt. It cheated on me. Lies to me. Mizulzal, Zal. Cheap. It's the opposite of Yakar. Is the opposite of something that is dear, and that's precious. So now we need to understand that the mitzvah of machsin shekel of shekel that mitzvah, we taught from from the Maral and the other tzaddikim, shekel akaydish, The greatest thing in the world. the most powerful, powerful way to lift a Jew up, to make him into a person who can hold his head up, to be proud of who he is, is that realization that the creator of the universe, that the Bariya Oylem himself, Kiv Yochum, is Machshivni, what does it mean Not with an aleph, with an ayin. Values. Hu <coughs> He values. I thought I'm just like a little, like a goofy guy, like some some goofy guy, like an idiot. And my mitzvahs and my averis have chashidahs and his... One of the shvatim was not behaving at all. There was a problem with chlal with... Uh, a number of the Shavuot. And about that particular Sheva, that the Shalom says in Navi, a Pasuk that we, it's so special to us, that, that we, we say it over by Yom Roy on Rosh Hashanah. You know who I'm talking about? Haben Yakir Li Ephraim. Haben Yaker Li Ephraim. And Ephraim says, you're talking about me? Ephraim was involved in all kinds of other was very good. They were, the, <coughs> they were in the worst place, Ephraim. The Im Kulzois, Baruch who says, I want to tell you something. You think I don't know what you're doing? I know what you're doing. And what you're doing makes a difference to me. And the reason that what you're doing, I said, you know, why don't you just get off my case, God? You know, no. Because Atayakarli. Haben Yakarli Ephraim. All kids would like that their parents should get off their cases. Just what are you bugging me? What difference does it make to you if I do this or I don't do it? And the mother says... And the mother says... No, you don't understand. I love you. So, oh, here we go again. Every time she says, I love you, it means... You know, homework. It means you can't have the computer. It means you're not... You're not driving to San Francisco tonight. Like Every, every time she says, I love you, it means... It's like it's something bad coming up. Right? Because it's usually, I love you. And because I love you... And when you're a kid... Like it means nothing to you. But when you're a parent, and you love that child more than anything in the world, and you hear that and you hear that, that child is, is doing something to destroy his life, potentially, because he's so kaved, because he weighs so much in your eyes, because he's so important to you, and he's so nechbad in your eyes, It kills you. So Chazal tells us that when Hashem gave us the Torah Sinai Malachim came down, they put crowns on our heads, right? Nasa and Nishma, one crown for Zohar, one crown for Shomer one crown for Nasa, one crown for Nishma. When a person understands that, what is it that gives, I have another flight five minutes. I don't know what this is about. What is it that gives Cheshivas to our lives? What is it that makes a, a person's life precious and dear and important and meaningful, that my life has weight? <laughs> what I'm doing is significant, it's important, that there's a shekel of kaylash and that I'm a machziz a shekel and Hashem is the other half, like it says, because it's a magna, if you saw this far, ha-zaitziz, shekel this one talk about, that Hashem Kivyochal is saying that you and I are two halves, Every Jew has within him <coughs> a chelak elokami mal mamish. <coughs> I you have something to drink. Thank you. A chelak elokami mal that every Jew has within him. A chelak elokami mal that the Bereshit Shalom says he should know. He should know that there's a half, half. I put a half of myself, I'm invested in you. I'm invested in you. And when you invest, that's what the wife feels. And she looks on the phone, she sees this, she says, I invested my whole CS in you, I married you, I gave myself physically and emotionally over to you. I treated you with respect. I told, I told you a thousand times I love you. And then you, then you have this, this is what you do. You're going looking at pornography, you have a, a, a girlfriend on the phone or something. Zilzul. Zilzul. So cheap. I thought you're expensive. I thought you're yakar. I thought you have great value. You're just a cheap. You're just another cheap bum like the like, like the other boys that I met in my life. You know better than the rest of them. It hurts. Mamish hurts. It's this amazing thing. Chazal tell us that as a result of the Chet Egel, that because of the Chet Ha'egel. The crowns were taken away from us. And we felt Mam is cheap. <coughs> the Lashon the Chazal uses is that, is that, like we cheated in Hashem, by the no, yeah, Mam and is like the Chazan. And we cheated. And we lost the crowns that were a symbol of something higher. What is the crown? What's the need of a crown? The crown means that you're not used to the need of a king and so on but a crown means that even though this person looks like you he's like a regular guy the emiss is that he's something much higher than you he's a, he's a king so when Hashem gave us to wear crowns it doesn't we don't have to think like a Purim outfit crowns means the, Bok- the Bershalom is saying to each and every one of you you should know that you're mamish b'nei malachim you should know that you're mamish to me you're royal people I encrown crown you means I'm I'machshif you I'm I'machshif you you have value in my own Chazal said that even though those two crowns were taken away from us, every is Moshe when it comes and gives us back the crowns. Every Shabbos, Moshe when it gives back the crowns. There's a teaching from Ariyah HaKadosh. That Kisisa is Rosh B'nai Yisrael. Kisisa means to lift up. Rosh means the head. And the said that if you take the word Rosh, and you lift up each of the letters, then when you lift up the Rosh, what do you have? What's the next letter higher than the Rosh? What's the letter higher than the Rosh? Shin. You take the Aleph of Rosh You lift it up, it's a base You take the Shin of Rosh, you lift it up, it's a soft it Spells what? Shabbos Kisi says Rosh, every Shabbos There's an is Rosh When Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu Kisi says Rosh B'nai Yisrael Hashem is saying to Moshe I want you to know that even after you die Zichut Torah is Moshe That through you and through your Torah And especially yismach Moshe Which is Shabbos Even a Jew who the whole week long He's Mizulzal he's at some job where he's flirting with the secretary and he's arguing over dollars and money and he becomes like Mizulzal becomes a low person but misha went through your Torah Zichut and especially on Shabbos when a Jew is able to remember who am I the whole week you become Zol cheap you go to a job you're at work and you're surrounded by people who are cheap cheapened and you forget you forget them. Who are you? And you're not mark yourself for the Shekel HaKadosh. You lose weight in your own eyes. You think that you like the other people that are in the office. And you're also a weightless, empty person, Khalil That has nothing nothing higher than, than yourself, than the way you look or what you do for some money. Comes to Shabbos. Kisi says, B'nai A Jew is lifted up on Shabbos. You come to Shul, you have a say that and learning, and mikveh, uh, person, uh, Zmir, Shabbos, the children, you remember, Safkel-Saf, I'm higher than the person that I was during the week. The money of the shaka was used primarily for kabonis Tzibor, for the kabonis of Am Yisrael, because a Jew has to remember that you're not just yourself, you're part of a Tzibor. You're part of something much higher than you yourself. And that when you do an Havera, you should know that you're harming Knesset Yisrael your life is not just your own life it's B'Shem shame call you so you think as you 're sitting someplace in a basement at night and you 're playing some game on your computer that it's not, it doesn't hurt anybody except yourself and going always say who am I hurting i 'm not hurting anybody i 'm only hurting myself. you know that that's not true it's B'Shem shame call you so you and I we don 't live for ourselves we live B'Shem shame call you so and every single word thought and action that we that we think of that we do that, we, that in our lives it's so we say it's a shame? To call you so. you could say I wish I didn't have that I, I wish I didn't have so much weight no what are you going to do a father can say that too so the kid sees the father doing something that's not respectable and the, and, and, and the father at that moment realizes the kid looks at him differently And the father is thinking I wish my kid didn't respect me so much because then I wouldn't be so disrespected Don't look at me as anything special. And then, I, then I can do whatever I want. It's a good life. But HaKash Baruch says with the mitzvah, I tell you something, I look at you as something special. Kisi says, You're a melech. There's a crown. You belong to yourself so as it's a seabird, something bigger than yourself. And now we can understand about the Indian preempting Amalek and this whole thing what it has to do with Haman so first of all on a very very basic and physical level and I'm going to end now I'm sorry for so long on a very basic level a very simple basic level Esther Malka when the thing started to unravel she tells this Haman wanted to destroy us he took out Shkollim from his account Haman Took out all that he had. He was a very rich man. We've been sold, bought by Haman. To destroy. How could it be such a thing? How could it, how could it be that that Haman or Hitler is the same? How could it be? How do you take Human beings. Innocent people. Good people will never hurt you. They'll never hurt you. They don't ever hurt you. They've built up your whole civilization. How do you throw them into ovens? How do you do that? How do you make this thing? My father said the other day, we were talking. I was away for three months, and he was, uh, my wife and I we were away, and my father was very emotional. We came we came back from HSL and we went straight to see my father and my mother. And and out of nowhere my father <coughs> is a little bit not 100 the way it was. And my father is kind of he ready gonna be ninety five sum in a few weeks. And my father and my father just like started to say, how did how did they do that? And I said to my father, What are you talking about, Daddy? And he said, How did he said, "I keep on thinking. Now, sometimes when you're older, you don't remember what happened yesterday, but you can't forget what happened 70 years ago." And my father said, "How did they take my parents? They're such good people. They never hurt anybody. The, they were the best people. How do you throw them into a cattle car like animals?" And he says, "I keep on thinking about them. They took the because my father wasn't there when they, the, the young young people were taken away somewhere else." <laughs> And I keep on thinking about my parents, and they—they they tried to pack each one a suitcase. The Germans made fun; they told them to pack suitcases, they didn't, suitcases. And I keep on, my father. So I keep on thinking of them going and being thrown like animals. My father, my father said to me, My fathers—they weren't young people; they were in their 60s, and they're being thrown into a cattle car like animals and starved to death. And I keep on thinking that they didn't have a bathroom. And, and then, I, and my father got all worked up, and he's not a person I—I I really ever saw cry, and his eyes were red, and and my, my mother said, okay, let's not talk about it. And I said, Dad, you don't talk about it. Let's not talk about it. my father kept saying, how did they do such a thing? How do you do such a thing to a human being? What did they ever do to you? So, you know, this is something that's obvious. It's my father's thinking about this, not all of a sudden. He didn't talk this. He was thinking about this since 1944, 43, whatever, that time after Pesach, 1943. And now, because it's a little bit harder for him to say, he comes out. This is what he's thinking about. How do you do that to a human being? How do you treat a valuable creature? It's not an animal. Even a dog, you wouldn't do it. The Nazis took care of their dogs. You know that. When the Jews came, with some Jews came with pets. Very few Jews had pets. When they came with pets, the Germans took them and put them into a special place. An animal would have had a and they gave them food they treated them nice the animals only because in the eyes of a molek a Jew has no value not not only no value not that he's only zol mezuzah it's nothing worse than nothing an animal you, you, you give food and the Jews you throw them to cattle cars and you take them and you burn them you gas them and you burn them. That's Amalek, you understand? Esther says to Ahasuerus, this Haman, this Amalek, to him, a Jew is worth nothing. He thinks he buys Jews like he would buy a shmata. He buys a Jew to kill. Chazal say Haman, that Amalek is the lowest of the low. But what's a Jew? <coughs> All the money of the world, all, all the water of the world, the floods of the world, cannot extinguish the love that Hashem has for every Jew. When the harvest and rivers can't extinguish it, even if somebody would give all the money in the world for one Jew, Hashem would say nothing. Because in Hashem's eyes, a Jew is the dearest and most precious, a been And, Rabbi Yisrael, I'm sorry for taking so long, but the is that's how you preempt a Malik. How do you destroy a Malik on the ground before the plane takes off? So you shouldn't have to be in the Mohammed, sitting there day and night, <laughs> fighting and with the filters, whatever it is in your life that you're fighting. How do you, how do you, have, how do you preempt the battle? The the light of the seven days of creation taught us and the tzaddikim teach us the only way is when a Jew begins to realize how much I weigh in his eyes. How important I am in his eyes. Because then a Jew's head is lifted up. And if you look at yourself as being somebody who's yakar, if you look at yourself as somebody who's yakar, who has hashivas, then you don't do things that are low and disgusting you don't do things that are low and discussed can you imagine if you had it's not a long time from now 15, 20 years from now you're going to have beautiful children beautiful Jews Ehrlichia children you're going to have a beautiful daughter she's 16 years old the light of your eyes the light of your eyes beautiful inside and out you adore her and you give her everything how would you feel if you go one night and you're walking to, I don't know, you're walking back from ours, you're taking a walk with your wife, it's, it's warm or something, you're taking a walk outside, and there's a car parked someplace, and there's noise coming from the car, and you look and you see your daughter in the back seat with a guy. Again, forgive me for talking so pressed. You look and you see your daughter in the back seat with a guy. You feel good? You run away? And you can't hold yourself back. You talk to your daughter. You say, I have to tell you the truth. And your daughter has a very simple answer. Her answer is, A, that's what my friends, that's what we all do. And B, I heard that when you were 17, you also did that. So now that's a good tarot. They're good tarots and you feel good. So, ah, 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 shkarih, Okay, to be continued. Just go ahead. Now again, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Thanks for, thank you for thank you for reminding me that when I was 17, I also did squire, squire. number one, number two. And all your friends do that, squire. I didn't know that. So then, of, of course, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. Please? Next Saturday night, I won't take any more walks. I'll uh, well, avoid that block. Just, <laughs> just continue with what you're doing. Make sure you know you take a birth control pill. We don't, we don't, we don't want any, uh, to mess up any little kids or anything like that. But... hope no father has ever experienced such a thing but could imagine what that is she was the dearest and most precious in your eyes and you find him in a situation that's so cheap and low It's nothing that hurts like that that's like a knife in the stomach worse you feel like just to get a gun just you shoot yourself because you're the most precious thing in my life Treat yourself in such a way that's so cheap. Zol Mamish. I want you to be niqbad in your eyes. That's how you preempt amalek When you and I look at ourselves, if we can look at ourselves a little bit the way that Hashem looks at us. If we could see the Mishkal, the kvedut, a little bit of that weight to feel that Hashem feels in each and every one of us. Jews are not sold. Jews are on board. You know, a few weeks ago they killed that tzaddik, that that, what was his name, Raziel Shavach? You remember? They killed that Jew. It's just a special guy. Even if he wouldn't have been, but he happened to be a tzaddik of Eid. And then, then, then last week or whatever it was the other year, What was his name? Um, Gal Ben Gal. You know what I'm talking about? It's like the, they, rough. Huh? The rough. It was also rough. They filmed. They they filmed. It was on on the film. They. they the the you sta- killed him a Jew is cheap a Jew in the eyes of the world is cheap finally finally the president that I was making fun of a little bit finally a little bit made because he's a half machine so he's also machine with this too. So and the in the United Nations she's unbelievable no unbelievable I said to somebody, Try to get. I want to give him after yana this year. <laughs> 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 you yeah, the, 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 the words that come out from this lady? dibor. I've never heard such a thing to talk for Jews like that. Such Debur? And not once. Uh, again and again. But all of that, there's some Shivas and we get all excited oh oh there's some government in the world that also think we're Chashev you know yeah, we, get all, we get all excited we get all excited about it but at the end of the day at the end of the day I mentioned this on shavs when we were when we were kids when we were kids we used to go to a lot of demonstrations we were very idealistic then We used to, also we used to miss school a lot so that was uh, good. We used to go to these demonstrations against Russia because a Russian jury, and we used to go against the Syrians. And we used to all kinds of demonstrations. We used to go to the United Nations, all kinds of demonstrations. And and that, that was the years when Mayor Kahana was all was of very active. It was, it was an interesting time. There was, was a lot of idealism. Now there's very little idealism. People just have their phones, and their greatest ideal is how do I increased the amount of people in my chat group or something. But there used to be idealism. Like even with Vietnam, you know, there's a certain idealism. Pro-Vietnam, anti-Vietnam. We used to actually sit at lunch and fight about these things. It's hard to believe. About the Yankees and the Mets and about other, all these things. And one of the chants that we used to, we used to chant, because the Jews were being killed, was Jewish blood is not cheap. Jewish blood is not cheap. See, by Haman, by Amalek, Jewish blood is very cheap. Abbas, you know who he is? The Russia. He sees that things are not so good with America anymore, right? So, But he went to Europe, and they gave him in Europe COVID malachim. You know? They machabed him in Europe. By Amalek. You see how Amalek is machabed him? Not Americans. Americans are good people. Germany, France, Sweden, the Abbas Kiel, he's a Melch. <coughs> Do you know what his you know what you know what his pa- paper was that he wrote for his for his thesis? What was his paper about? You know what? Holocaust, Holocaust denial. He's a, a Russian Marush. And it's only a sh- short time since the Holocaust, and he goes to Europe and then Mahabadim <laughs> Bekroyd Malachim. Bekroyd Malachim. the only ones who understand the emmest the weight the covet of a jew or the jewish people and that's why even though i don't agree with everything that's why every every ishmaelie has to know that if you spill a drop of jewish blood that our boys are going to find you it might take a week it might take two weeks just like with the munich massacre you remember the olympics I and mean, if I'm not mistaken, maybe there was one that still that, ma- that's, that got away. And I don't know how many years it took. It took many years. But back at that time, I think it was Golden Meir, if I'm not mistaken, I'll remember, who said, we'll get every one of you. We'll find you. We'll, we'll get you out of your rat hole someplace in a basement, you know, in, in, in Dubai. We'll find you. And we're going to get you. At the end of the day, we're going to get you. Because Jewish blood is not cheap the first time in the long years of Golas that Jews were able to, to go after these people people it's first time but the Iker is for us to know that Jewish blood is not cheap they're not going to learn that but for us to know we're not cheap we're expensive we're koshif shekel b'koyidosh machzah shekel b'shekel when a Jew knows that and feels that, then a mulloch doesn't get out of the airport. Doesn't get off the airfield, doesn't get off the carrier, whatever. You don't have to with filters and with this and that and to cry, help me, help me, please, I can't. It's Mizilza. You you open up a, a television show nowadays, the whole thing is zilzula Even on the news. All they put on the news is to have to have these like blonde models that they put on not by Hashem that I know about it in person, but I've been told that they have blonde models that they put on saying over the news. Because even something that used to be a little bit machaved, that the news was a state, you know, you listen to the news is Bukhaved. That also has to be Lizil zilzul. Because they're Mazazlin a human being. And they're all going crazy with this thing, what's me too, right? The the women are speaking up now. Everybody's so shocked. It's embarrassing. That men are mezalsal women. they You hear this? By the way, the women should know that if you're cheap in your own eyes, the men are going to treat you like dirt. Also, it's not an excuse. Those guys should be should be should be taken away and punished for everything. Don't But the girls also have to know. What are you learning, girls, from this business? Treat yourself. as Something that's valuable, and it's worth something. And maybe you'll be treated in a more worth while way. Maybe you 'll meet guys that treat you in a more worthwhile it's also an Indian, not an excuse, but it 's also an Indian. You understand what I'm saying, right It 's not an excuse, hospital, but it 's also an Indian. Treat yourself in a way. look at yourself as something that 's your car that has weight, that 's curveed, that wears a crown that 's bigger than yourself, that 's more important than yourself, and then you 're not going to end up in this kind of a situation <laughs> They're screaming. Everybody in Hollywood knew that this guy is, 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 a, is a Rosh, is a Marush, is a Mushkas. So then why do you go to the hotel room with him? It's a good cash, you know? The terrorist is. She didn't mean to do anything bad. She just wants to get ahead. She wants to get a job, right? Say that, but your, our, our, our sisters, our daughters would never go to such a place with such a person. Why? Because, Salam al Khubad. Salam al How do you explain it? Are you going to go with some lowlife into a hotel room? And now, 30 years later, you're pressing charges. Say that you, you can do that. And you were mistreated, you can do whatever you like. And you, did, and you shouldn't be mistreated. No person should be mistreated. And they're all reshared. But you're so cheap in your own eyes. That's how these things cheap. A world that's cheap. These are things that happen in a cheap world. But in a world that's yakar, it's a different world Hashem's book should help each and every one of you mm-hmm. to be able to recognize and to feel the Shekel Al-Kadish, the mishkal, and the Yakus of how Hashem sees you. And in that way, Bez Hashem, our wars will be wars in Kedusha, not to fight against Tumar. Wars of Kedusha. that will bring us back to your L'Abbas